You are listening to episode 98 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Visit the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. 360 Vegas podcast is brought to you in part by tickets.accessvegas.com. For the best seats in Vegas and at concerts and sporting events across the U.S., try tickets.accessvegas.com. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Barrage. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. I'm going to pretty much call that the original plan for a greatest hits clip show for our 100th episode isn't going to happen. I have spent hours combing over show notes and audio looking for the clips and... I am fucking exhausted by it. We're going to have to come up with some other idea. I get that people want to celebrate this, but Jesus Christ. When, when, when this show starts to become fucking work and it's not fun, I, I'm, I'm not going to do it anymore. And this, this uh, trying to find these clips and this research has pretty much pushed me to that. So Yeah, um, you have to abandon ship on that one, huh? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, we'll, we'll we need tr- to start having transcripts of all of our shows. That might make it easier. <laughs> We need somebody who's some mega fan who lets us all know. You know what is funny? <laughs> Alistair uh, is, when when he told us what his favorite moment of the show was, that fucker told me the episode, the chapter number, and the time. <laughs> Maybe that's what we need to have. That, well, that we, is what we needed to be able yeah. to pull this off. Alistair, I think that's he, the only way you're going to reasonably be able to put together something like that. Yeah, I mean, if he's got some kind of a flash memory, I will totally forward all of the moments that we receive from listeners. And, and just let me know where they are. I'll totally cut up the clips, but I am yeah. not doing any more research on this. I'm just not yeah. going to do it. <laughs> well, that's understandable. Yeah. So how was Dubai last week, buddy? Yeah, go to hell, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Chicago, and uh, did you? I, I didn't listen to last week's show either because I've been so busy. But Are you kidding um, me? Oh, my God. I unloaded on you. Karen and I were sloppy drunk. Like, the, it's, like, people have called it one of the best episodes ever. I mean, we were, Brian, we were embarrassingly drunk. <laughs> Well, I haven't seen you in a state like that, so... It, well, in a while. In a while, Brian. Right, right, in a while. <laughs> Let's be That's honest. <laughs> no, I, I didn't listen, but I was in Chicago, and I failed to alert you to that. And oh, uh, believe me, I let the listeners know. Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah I failed to do that, and uh, <laughs> I, I deserve uh, every bit of... Well, I would imagine every bit of what you uh, laid out there. I don't, I don't know what you said, um, <laughs> but I'm sure I deserved every bit of it, whatever it may be. You know what? I'll be honest with you. I, I used to always be kind of a type A anal retainer bastard. It was like, you know... Well, you don't say. No, no I know this is, this is surprising news to you. This is a news flash. But, <laughs> what is this new, interesting information we're getting? But in, in all seriousness, <laughs> you're one of the people... Like, I, I, when I refer to people as my best friend... It's got more to do with the impact that they've made on my life. 
Mm -hmm. um, and you're one of those people where I used to be really, really fierce about, you know, these are rules and you, you respect, you know, when, when you do, you know, if you say you're going to do this, you do it at this time and blah, blah, blah. And you've really kind of helped me to go, that's not friendship. That's not, you know, it, friendship is going, this is who this person is. I love them for who they are. And you accept it, man. You just move on. And yeah. and and your personality and your the way you kind of approach things is real laissez-faire has really super super helped me out with that. Which is why you know that among many other reasons why I include you in my list of best friends. Well, I appreciate that. I'm very honored to be on that list. And yeah, I you know I think uh, helping you break down a lot of the the, the hangups you may have had with with that sort of thing is just me repeatedly taking huge steamy dumps on your set of rules. <laughs> And <laughs> so much that you're just like, you know what? I can't really, uh, I can't live without this guy. So I'm just going <laughs> to let him do it. And I'm just going to hope for the best. Taking epic amounts of advantage of my personality. <laughs> <laughs> Giving new meaning to taking advantage that's of. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But I, I, I still somehow, it's almost like Stockholm Syndrome. I still somehow love you. <laughs> <laughs> Kept you captive in a cave for too long. It's amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> I did feel bad about it, though. I did feel bad because I, I made a commitment to come back, and, uh, you know, I just totally forgot about that. And uh, I was just kind of caught up in doing a lot of things, and I was traveling, and I was away from home. And well, and you're a father and a family man, and it's, there's a, listen, listen, I'll give you shit about stuff all the time, but, you know, let's let's honestly put things in perspective. You've got a lot of things that are far more important than this fucking show. Well, I still appreciate and enjoy doing it, so. Well, thank you. I, anyway, we'll try to eliminate those uh, instances as much as possible. <laughs> okay. Let's get into the show. Uh, in the spirit of full disclosure, of the many things I rambled on about last week, <laughs> I remarked that photography is my favorite form of art, and that is not accurate. Film I think that's a common drunk thing to do because I've done that on numerous times. As a matter of fact, I think I've literally said verbatim, I love photography. <laughs> I just love photography. Of course you love photography. You, you, I mean, ad nauseum, Brian, <laughs> whenever you get drunk. It's, it's really your go-to. <laughs> yes, of course. But uh, in, in, the, in the spirit of full disclosure, film is actually my favorite form of art. And I'm sure you would have, had you listened to last week's show, uh, immediately called me out. What on, is he, on, on what is he talking reason. about? Right. <laughs> I actually remembered because Karen and I watched uh, Oz the Great and Powerful this week. And I'm not saying How was that, that? I thought it was good. I, I enjoyed the storytelling, but what I liked most about it, because I'm not saying that's a great movie. I thought some of the CGI was excessive and not very clean. Mm -hmm. But what I did like about it is their specific performances. Specifically, I think uh, whoever the actress was that did uh, Glinda the Good Witch, and I think Myla Kunis did a really, really good job. Where you know you watch a film and you and you you watch a story, and even if it's not well told or well filmed or whatever, you you understand quality story. But then on top of that, when you see actors really encapsulate a role like I mm -hmm. bought I, th I think it was Michelle Williams that was Glinda the Good Witch 100% mm -hmm. bought her as Glinda based on the other characters I've seen in the past and and film totally bought her as Glinda great great transition and a phenomenal story element to the Wicked Witch mm -hmm. I, I don't remember what the fuck her real name is I, I know I know in Wicked it's fucking actually I don't even I don't remember what it is in Wicked well how did how was James Franco in that movie that's actually the one thing that I was confused about. I didn't know if James Franco is the equivalency of Jack Nicholas, where or Jack Nicholson, where every movie he's in, while he may be playing a different character, you cannot get past the fact that he's it's Jack. still James Franco in every movie. Exactly, and that's yeah. that's this movie made me wonder. I'm like, I don't know if he's a bad actor or if his personality is transcended. 
his ability to act where it doesn't matter what he does, I, I can't get past the fact that People I People seem to generally like him pretty well. Well, I, I do like him. I just, this was the first movie where I was ever like, I don't, are you, I don't know if you're good in this or not. I, I, I like you. I just don't know if I buy that you're the wizard. But I will, I will say there were moments in this movie where he nailed it and there were other times where I didn't buy it. No. Oh, that's fair. But, yeah. All right, so good. Set the record straight. Not photography, it's film. That's we're right. all photography's like second, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very close second. Second. I mean, it, all... it could be argued that film is nothing but millions and millions of pictures all put together, which would then mean that photography is still my first love. You but... know, what? it could be argued, but it won't be. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, Let's just set the record straight on that. <laughs> So we to random Vegas. What do you got? All right. In our continued Vegas Vic, it is, it Vegas is. saga. We are almost done with Vegas Vic. Vegas Vic's audio was restored after 20 years of silence in the 1980s. However, his arm stopped waving in 1991, and his speech hasn't worked since 2006. And my first trip down to Fremont Street mm-hmm. was 2007, 2008. So I've so never seen Vegas Vic actually work. No, that's a shame. That is a shame. I may have, and I just don't remember it. I my first trip into Las Vegas was in 1996, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't remember. I was on Fremont Street. There's pictures of me on Fremont Street with those stupid stilt walkers and the guys with the ropes that the lasso that I was all with permanently a lasso, which is really cool at 13 years old. But <laughs> um, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I went to Vegas twice before I ever actually visited Fremont Street, so it's it's kind of my own fault. Yeah, but you know, I didn't know. I hadn't fallen in love with the city actually until my th- my 2006 trip is when I actually fell in love with the city. Yeah, right, right. Well, cool. Interested to see where this is going. Although we, I know we know inevitably what it leads to. But <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to the Vegas Mate Review of the Week. This week's review is Indy Jeffries' July 18th review of Dragon Noodle Company at Monte Carlo. He gave it four out of five chips. Yeah, Indy Jeffrey wrote, I love this place. In my opinion, best Chinese value on Strip. The food is very good. Service is at tentative. Not sure what that means, but that's what he wrote. So they also have great lunch specials. So, yeah, One of the things I really liked about this and why I like Vegas Mate and their reviews and whatnot is, Karen and I, this is on our docket for our G2E trip. I'm, I'm curious to try this. This place, it's a place that's always been on my radar, but I've never made the effort. And we're looking to stay at Monte Carlo this time. And I'm like, well, fuck it. It makes perfect sense. We're staying there. Might as well give it a shot. So yeah. I like the idea that, that somebody's giving it a, a, a quality value mark. Yeah. If you could confirm for us whether or not the service is at tentative, that would be great. I, <laughs> I would make it a priority. <laughs> <laughs> and how about the Twit Pick of the Week? This week's winner? Well, there were many great photos shared from the thunderstorm in Vegas. I knew this one won as soon as I saw it. I actually had to go back and look at the other candidates because this photo made me forget them all. It's one of those pictures that's so good you immediately thought that it, it might be fake, but considering the source, we're willing to believe that it's real. The winner is at Pablo Weathers' shot of the strip with multiple bolts of lightning appearing to hit multiple Vegas properties taken from the airport. That's ins- that is crazy, that yeah. picture. I'm looking at it right now. One of the reasons I think this photo is real is how the brightness of the lightning causes the exterior lighting of the properties to degrade. Now, the photo shows lightning apparently hitting Excalibur, Tropicana, Monte Carlo, Caesars Palace, and another property north. I'm not sure which one it is. It could be Flamingo, Harris, or even Venetian. 
I could go into an extended, over-the-top monologue describing how great this photo is, but this... We believe that. This, <laughs> I have 98 fucking... Actually, no, it'd be 97 <laughs> examples to back that that claim up, sir. That's another episode in and of itself. It is, but I won't do that research either, sir. Uh, over... <laughs> but honestly, this picture speaks for itself. you got to check it out. Yeah, no, it is really cool, and uh, I'm looking at it right now, and it is amazing. So, yep, great picture. As always, we'll link to it on our blog. We'll put it up on our Flickr page, feature it on our Facebook page, Twitter header, as well as the enhanced version of the podcast. All right, let's move on to the news. And our first item for the news this week, Vegas Rainpocalypse 2013. <laughs> before we get into that story, though, while we've never officially endorsed them before, those who enjoy the show know that we give credit to our sources, and Vegas Chatter's name gets mentioned a lot. This week, over all the stories written about this storm, Vegas Chatter, hands down, covered all the interesting aspects of it better than anyone. In fact... I'm so impressed by the vast diversity of the topics covered by Vegas Shatter, I wanted to make a point of sharing our affinity for them, as well as the woman behind it, Rebecca. I honestly think Vegas Shatter is one of the best sources for interesting news about Vegas available, and it's why we are happy to add them to our Friends of the Show section of the blog. Now anyway, on to the news. Severe thunderstorms with tornado-like wind gusts of up to 70 miles per hour hit Las Vegas on Friday. The storm set a rainfall record, caused floods and power outages on the Strip and Fremont Street. Not only did Las Vegas Boulevard flood, the water made it inside several properties. Caesars Palace, Harrah's, and the newly renovated Quad were all reported as having up to an inch of water on the casino floor. Caesars ended up closing the forum shops, the fashion show mall closed, Lake Bellagio overflowed its banks, and Mirage's elevator shut down, trapping people inside them. Manzing all of that, Gilly's <laughs> roof at Treasure Island collapsed well from the weight of the rain. You can see what that looked like from the inside as it happened on YouTube, which, Brian, I was shocked that a construction on Treasure Island, made only two or three years ago, would have faulty materials that would have some kind of, you know, all these other buildings that have been around the Strip for years and years and years, somehow didn't have these kind of roof-collapsing incidents. So that blows me away, Mark. It is, it is surprising. Now, TI went on to close both Gillies and Starbucks next door. Supposedly, Mirage also had issues with their ceiling. There is video claiming to be from the Mirage reporting that the water was you know, leaking through, and there was literally a part of the ceiling, not the roof, but the ceiling to collapse on the floor. However, the video is so awful, it's impossible to tell if, for one, this is Mirage, and if it is Mirage, too, where the hell this happened. Now, on top of all of that, Fremont Casino not only lost power, but didn't miss a beat reverting to backup generators, and even kept business going while they had a fire and 100% contained it. <laughs> that reminds me of this time when I was at Toys R Us, and uh, there was a fire near the video game section, and they just ignored the whole thing. It was business as usual. Oh, I thought it was you just owning shit on Killer Instinct. <laughs> no, Killer Instinct. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, 1990s. Right. Now, despite all of this stuff, no serious injuries were reported. Hmm. Well... <laughs> You don't believe it? You don't buy it. They're, they're sweeping it all under the rug. <laughs> well, that's what they do. I mean, 
it's amazing that uh, you know. There, well, first of all, there was that much water in mm-hmm. Vegas because what it, that's like more rain in just that short period of time than they see all year long, isn't it? Okay. Oh well, this will amuse the shit out of you. The overall fallout is four inches of rain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it causes destruction and chaos and flooding. <laughs> We're from the Midwest. We see stuff like that regularly. Right. It's it's, it's an amazing. aggravating drive to work is what that is. Yeah, right. It's not a crippling, you know, paralyzing situation. Roof for collapsing masses. issue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they don't do so well with water in the desert. They they're do not. not. They're, not used, they're not used to these kind of things, you know. No. These freak incident things of nature. Right, know? right. Precipitation is, is mind-boggling. So what is this water? Right. It's not... So we we got a pool and back. But <laughs> is somebody see. is did somebody do a cannonball? <laughs> <laughs> you guys got to stop that. <laughs> You're getting everyone wet. <laughs> oh, moving along. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, we got some downtown grand details for you. Vegas Shatter shared some more details about the various offerings coming soon when downtown grand opens. Last week, we reported plans to name their outdoor rooftop pool party Picnic. This week, That's stupid. I totally agree with you. This week, we received some detail on outdoor gaming. There are plans to have four blackjack tables that will be located at Picnic. But more than that, the downtown third owners of pretty much everything under development downtown have multiple gaming licenses. Plans are to offer street level gambling. While there's nothing new about walk-up sports gambling windows, one game is so new, its name is currently patent-pending, but has variations of been around for years. It's most commonly known as CeeLo. It's a dice game, similar to craps, that you throw dice and gamble on the outcome. While the specific official rules of this game have not been revealed, I'll attempt to explain it to you per the instructions given in a Vegas Chatter article, because. I am all over this shit if it happens. The shooter throws a dice until he gets two of a kind and any other number not part of that match. The number not part of that pair is now the established number. Any two of a kind and a one is an automatic loser. One, two, and three is an automatic loser. Any two of a kind and a six and any three of a kind are automatic winners. And the premium outcome is the four, five, six. Now, one interesting thing about this is the way you play this game is you throw dice at a wall. (laughs) (laughs) That is fantastic. Ghetto gambling is officially making its way (laughs) to the Fremont Street. Well, I guess the offshoot of Fremont Street streets coming soon. Sanctioned and somehow bodyguarded. I can uh, I can live out my dream of like pretending I'm in a Warren G video now. (laughs) All of us, Brian. All of us join you in this. <laughs> That's perfect. I can't imagine one person who hasn't had this this dream, and now we're all on the cusp of it. <laughs> we're once outsiders looking in at a magical world we can now be a part of. That's right. Hopefully in the safe environment in which a stabbing is not common. <laughs> uh, don't have to go to Long Beach anymore to throw dice against the wall. That's right, Brian. Yep. All right, enough of my stupidity. Let's move on to our next item of note, and that is the first date available that you can stay at the Downtown Grand is going to be on October 27th. You have some more information on that, right? Now, this information was actually discovered during a website test. 
While the site has been turned back off, those who actually made reservations for the opening will be honored. Now, the room rates were starting at a listed 60 bucks per night. There is currently no resort fee, and the property appears to be pet friendly. Some other information that was disclosed, Mob Bar is going to relocate inside of the property, and other bar offerings will include the casino bar, will be called Furnace, and the lobby bar will be called the Art Bar. This isn't nearly as lame as I thought it was going to be. It's, it, it actually sounds like this is finally coming together. I'm disappointed that we lost the Lady Luck name, but I like that it's at least being replaced with cool concepts. Yeah, I don't really know anything about it, um, so I just defer to you on everything. Brian, yeah. your job is the lead. Make me laugh. So you're doing. I just want to, like I said, I just want to, I just want to throw dice against the wall and make <laughs> you feel like a gangster. As do we all. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, ooh, I wonder if I have to wear sweatpants with one leg pulled up to my knee. <laughs> I wonder if it's, I wonder if it's a requirement. <laughs> <laughs> well, buddy, you can't get in. No. Your, your Fubu, your Fubu sweatpants <laughs> are not. You're not wearing them properly. Right, right. You you have more than one button, more than that top button done on your FUBU jersey. It's insulting. You should you should take your denim suit away. Do they make FUBU anymore? I think the last time I saw it, they were selling that stuff at Kohl's. I don't I don't think they do anymore. I think I think FUBU is a dead brand. No, no, it's done. Well, that's that. <laughs> Moving on to some information regarding Ka, uh, which is now returning minus the finale. Ka performances at MGM resumed on Tuesday with two major changes. First, they have eliminated the 9.30 show, electing to only perform the 7 p.m. Plans are to return to the two shows a night a week later, July 23rd, so it's not, it's not earth-shaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, second, they have removed the final battle scene in which the accident happened. In its place will be a transition artistic scene called the Dressing Ritual that will maintain the storyline of the production and its 90-minute running time, but obviously Sounds like my wife getting ready in the morning. (laughs) The Dressing Ritual, 90-minute running time. Well done. (laughs) Uh, This... I had to think real hard about that one. It was quality. (laughs) This is why I marvel at your genius, your (laughs) quick-wittedness. Now, no word if the final climactic battle scene will return to the show, but it is believed that at some point in the future, once it is determined, whatever caused the accident and how to make sure that it doesn't ever happen again is determined. Have you ever seen Ka? I feel like I've asked you this before, but I don't remember. I have not, but Karen is a giant, giant fan of it and has been wanting me to see it forever. And now, unfortunately, because of this entire thing, now I'm actually interested in in seeing it. And I made this point last week. I think what it is, is when it comes to Cirque, I always look at the circus type, you know, like the clowns or the bendy people, and I'm like, who gives a fuck? But what I think what you discount is they do so many death-defying things that you, you really forget that what they're doing is, it's, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, it's nothing short of a miracle, some of the stuff that they're doing. I mean, it comes with you know, so much discipline and training and athleticism. But, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's obviously no secret my family is real big into Vegas, and this is by far their favorite show. I know that they were big fans of O for a long time, mm-hmm. and I know that they were making that a, a kind of a, a must-do, as a staple of all their trips, even if they had just gone uh, a month or two before that, they're still going to see O for some right, reason. Right. Um, but now they like Ka, and that's their favorite. So that kind of that, that piques my interest a bit. Karen has always said beyond love, and obviously the, the Beatles aspect of that drastically 
skews our, our... A little bit of a bias. Right, right, exactly. She has said that caused her favorite Cirque performance. It's, it's a, it has a, a heavy theme story to it, which mm-hmm. isn't always common in Cirque shows, and she, she adores it. And, and even so much that last week, she told me that the fact that now I'm interested after this, she refused to let me go see it. And then roughly about three minutes later, she said, you know what, no, we're still going to go see it then. <laughs> <laughs> so. I just got back into playing um, My Vegas mm-hmm. on, uh, on Facebook. And my family, they've just, they're like level 200 plus that's all awesome. over the place. And they're getting COD. That, that's what I saw them over the weekend. And they were telling me, oh, yeah, we got our COD tickets over through our My Vegas points. And they get uh, rooms at the MGM Grand just for, uh, to be able to access the Lazy River. That's awesome. <laughs> Must be nice to just have that many comps and then to just use those My Vegas points. Right. And we just wanted to use the pool. We're not even going to stay in there. We may walk in there and mess up the pillows right. and then leave. Just to make you work for it. <laughs> just to make it look like somebody stayed in there. That's right. Uh, Last thing on this show, OSHA continues to investigate the accident, but the Las Vegas Sun made it clear that OSHA didn't shut down the production. Cirque did that voluntarily. No, no, that's as they should have. Moving along to our next story, uh, there was a hit and run on the strip. Last Sunday, a four-car crash happened in front of City Center. A 2001 Red Lincoln Navigator rear-ended a 2012 Ford Escape with enough force to push the Ford into the car in front of it while the Navigator continued to progress to the right and hit a 2009 Pontiac G6. Once the Navigator came to a stop, the driver got out of the car and ran northbound on foot and actually somehow got away. I don't even know how that's possible. There are cameras everywhere. Uh, yeah, I don't get it. Uh, I, I have to believe next week we'll be reporting that they've caught this dipshit. Yeah. But um, three people were transported to the hospital with minor injuries. Oh, it's just really fortunate there weren't any nice cars involved. <laughs> Yeah, I'm full of them tonight. <laughs> I, I, I don't have a hi-hat and a snare. Otherwise, I'd be rocking it for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our next item, Treasure Island's facade continues the downward spiral. Continuing to blast the Treasure Island frontage in the ass, Vegas Eater, <laughs> <laughs> Vegas Eater reports that Treasure Island has filed plans to create what sounds exactly like Mecca Walgreens type of shopping center with dining and retail, complete with an unnamed pharmacy to anchor it, which you have to believe is CVS. CVS, yep. There's a, there's a Walgreens across the street as well as Mecca Walgreens. So yeah. early plans will be filed in August. At this point, we don't really have a whole lot of details. And I, to be honest with you, I'm embarrassed that I didn't think that Phil Ruffin would steal this idea because it really just further... <laughs> further confirms this man has zero original thoughts and will rip off anything that shows any slight resemblance to profitability and or, I don't know, take advantage of. It's 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 sad what he's done to Treasure Island. I, yeah, he steals the ideas and tries to profit for himself. Yep. Yeah. Oh, well. What are you going to do? Exactly. All right, moving on to uh, BLT Steak is coming to Valley's. BLT Steak will replace the Bally Steakhouse in early 2014. It's both a sister property to BLT Burger at the Mirage, run by E-Squared Hospitality, as well as an already established restaurant in other markets, including New York. It will not only take over that space, but is planned to be almost double in size. Artist renderings of the space feature a centerpiece fireplace, as well as dark woods and red carpet. The, the, the first thing I thought of is I'm like, wow, BLT steak, this is what we're going to do. But the fact that this is a brand they already have out there, I was it, it was news to me. 
You thought it was like a one-off kind of thing? I, I really did. I think I think they did BLT Burger, and then they're like, oh, we want to move out. And I'm like, oh, well, we want to make sure that we tie into our the success of BLT Burger, so let's BLT steak. Like, that doesn't even make any sense. But yeah. apparently it's already been there, so. Hmm. I also don't think BLT means bacon, lettuce, and tomato. I think I've always kind of yeah, well, yeah, thought well, that I mean, was a dumb concept. It, but It's kind of intuitive to assume that, but. Right, yeah. right. But it doesn't make any sense in a steak aspect. Yeah. Which is why I was wrong I'm, all along. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Carmine's opens up at Caesars. It took two years, but Carmine's Italian restaurant opened at the Forum Shops at Caesars Palace. It is billed as the largest non-nightclub restaurant in Vegas at 27,000 square feet. It seats more than 700 and employ more than 200. It's two levels tall and sits in the space formerly occupied by Planet Hollywood's restaurant. Carmine's offers family-style dining, which is my least favorite form of dining on the planet because I hate my family. <laughs> no, we're I just... Gonna, we're not going to open up that. Yeah, no, in seriousness, the weird thing about that is unless you go with a bunch of people that you know, it's it's awkward. You're like, why There's, am I sharing food with you? It's weird. Well, it's like, I, I would have to think they have some olive cart items that you can get. Like, if you go to Maggiano's, for example, that's mostly family-style, but you can still get, you know, regular entrees and things like that if it's just two people. Right. I still can't imagine a restaurant that large being able to consistently pull off business. I don't, I don't, I don't know why. I just don't, I don't see it. Yeah. This might seem a little obvious, but it blows my mind about how many dining offerings exist within Vegas. And yet all I can really ever think about are the places I've already been and that I want to go back to. <laughs> you know, and like I hear about this, I'm like, oh, it sounds like a whole lot of, a whole lot more of the same thing. But um, yeah, like all I can think about is going to like Planet Dailies and getting breakfast there. And I'm, I'm with you. One of the things that 360 Vegas Reviews has really helped me to do is make the effort to out. go out there and try new things. Yeah. Um, but we still trying to, like, like Karen and I were looking at our upcoming G2E trip, and we're, we're not only set aside a lot of new experiences, but it's like you, you kind of build in, you know, to your point, Planet Daily is like, okay, so we got to, we actually have to do some of our favorites. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't make sense to do everything new. You know, you want to make sure that you enjoy, you know, the staples, but I'm, right. I'm with you. I'm with you. It does take effort. Yeah. And moving on to our next story, we have some details on the Extreme Vegas Sports Park. A 34-year-old Australian businessman is proposing the development of a 40-acre extreme sports park near the Strip. Vegas Inc. reports the project would only cost $50 million. It would feature white sand beaches, cabanas made from repurposed shipping containers. It would have a concrete skate park that would be located on the backside of that lake. A collection of six wave machines will be used to simulate surfing conditions for various rider skill sets. The same concept would be used for a dirt track for off-road bikes, motorcycles, go-karts, and whatnot, with also various difficulty levels managed by professional riders. A seven-acre lake offering jet skiing, whitewater rafting, and wakeboarding would be available. A zip line would be set up over that lake, accommodating up to 10 riders at a time. During the winter, the lake would be turned into a ski bowl for snowboarding. The vehicles would all be electric to reduce emission fumes as well as noise. The projected cost to enjoy the extreme park would be about 200 for an all-day pass. However, speculation is that less expensive options would be available for individual attractions. Plans are also to be virtually self-sustaining with solar power roof-covered parking and more than 50 wind turbines around the edge of the park, providing a projected 80% of the park's energy needs. 
And no, Vegas Attraction would be complete without offering nighttime concerts as well as rooms. In this case, four towers with 60 rooms. I'm not really sure if that's 60 rooms per tower or in total. They didn't make that clear. But they will also be made from repurposed shipping containers. To be clear, the project does not have funding, does not have land to build upon, nor has it submitted plans to Clark County for approval. It's just somebody sitting around saying, this is what I'd like to do. Pretty much, pretty much. I mean, he, he has an idea, but he doesn't have anybody who's bought into it yet. Yeah. All of the spaces that are being entertained are virtually behind strip properties, and the park would, of course, offer electric buses to shuttle patrons to and from the strip regardless. I think well, this is a great idea, but I can't imagine doing some of those things like off-roading on a bike or a motorcycle or anything in 100-degree heat. No, I was, I was going to say, it's an okay idea. No, hang on, let me, let me take one step back. It's a great idea, but not for Vegas. I don't think people would make time for this. We've kind of this kind of goes along with something we talked about a couple of weeks ago, and that's off-strip excursions. Right, right. For most people, you're on strip, you're not really leaving until you're ready to go home, right? So right, right. Unless you're really into extreme sports, like even for you, I see this being a stretch for you to go enjoy. I see you doing it maybe one time, uh, just to say you've done it. But I mean, for you, like you, you're into snowboarding, you know. But you're not going to want to go to Vegas to snowboard. You go to Vegas to enjoy Vegas. Vegas things. Exactly. I mean, just the idea of carrying an oversized baggage to Vegas, it doesn't sound appealing. And for two, this is this is a ski bowl. I mean, it's, it's basically a snow half pipe. That's not my skill set. I couldn't do that anyway. Yeah. So yeah. I totally agree with you. I think this is a fantastic idea. Just don't know if it's meant for Vegas. Yeah. And who knows if it'll ever even make it because right. there's really nothing legitimate about this thing other than it's just an idea. So. Right. I mean, except for the fact that that price tag is reasonable, but I don't think what he's factoring in is is how much that land would cost, which fucking land in Vegas is, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't get much more Comes expensive a, than that. Yeah. Comes at a premium. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's going to do it for news. Let's move on to some prop bets. And first one for this week is the Taj Mahal in Atlantic City is preparing to be the first casino with a strip club inside of it. Las Vegas Advisor reports that the New York-based scores will be located on the second story of the property. Cost about $25 million to build, and the dancers will be required to wear G-strings and pasties. Two questions for you. How long before this happens in Vegas, and would you like to see it happen in Vegas? Uh, I'm going to give it like two years, and no. I... I don't, I don't know about the time frame, I, 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 and maybe it's just the optimist in me that I'm like, please don't let this happen. Please, please don't let... The idea that, that the strip club that's on Fremont Street isn't a part of a casino, but it's, it's in the mix, mm -hmm. that's the best I think it should get. Beyond yeah, that... and I don't even care about them at all. I mean, I've, I've never been to a strip club in my life, nor do I ever care to. I can't... I, I've never been able to justify spending money to watch chicks take their clothes off when they just do it for free or sometimes they give me stuff to do right. it. No, so. no, I, 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 you and I are dead on in this. It's one of the reasons why I was able to DJ in a strip club for well over a year because I didn't get it. None yeah. of it, you know, none of it titillated me. Never really got the concept. <laughs> titillated. <laughs> what an appropriate gross. word. <laughs> but yeah, I never really got it. I mean, to me, it's like the, the effort that, that a lot of people who go to strip clubs make towards the women there you have no shot i mean it's I, I at least get that if you go out into a public forum and you meet you know a, a single woman and, and you attempt to you know i don't know create a relationship and or you know a sexual experience but inside of a of, of a club like that it just seems like hey can you set up a scenario where all my efforts are completely futile but i will still continue to pour money into this concept just yeah, I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Yeah, I, I've never been able to wrap my head around it. It doesn't make any sense to me. I, yeah, I mean, I don't, 
it, it's that's a great experience for some people. That's that's totally fine with me. But yeah, for as far as I'm concerned, I'll never set foot in one ever. Yeah, yeah. There, there's really no need to. Like I said, I literally yeah. DJed in it for over a year and just never got. E- even the times where you know I'm friends with the girls that are dancing and I sit there and I kind of give them some money. It's kind of like you're giving money to your friend who's doing their job. You know, it, it's like if your friend were a waiter and you went to a place and you know you tip them a little bit more because they're you know they're your friend. It, it was mm-hmm. really the same kind of thing. It's like it did absolutely nothing for me if anything it was a little more awkward it's like you probably just do that to other guys i just i'm just going to give you money because you're working hard up there but yeah it's, yeah it's a weird thing right all right but moving on the las vegas advisor reported that the far right southbound lane of las vegas boulevard is now closed as progress on mgm's the park continues Valley's technologies purchased shuffle master for 1.3 billion dollars that's billion with a b uh, Shufflemaster recently changed their name to SHFL Entertainment and is now known for their electronic table games, including Three Card Poker, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Caribbean Stud. Let me ask you a serious question. Do you think the word billion is losing its effect? Seems yeah, like, I think a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it seems like I, everything costs a billion dollars. Inflation's taken its toll, and at this point, billion dollars just doesn't, you know, you just hear it so much, you know, where I think with all the Vegas-related news that we talk about and listen and and things like that, we're just sort of desensitized to it. But it's, man, it's obviously still a lot of money. But right, it doesn't right. seem it doesn't seem far fetched anymore. I guess. Right. Exactly. It's it's not. It doesn't carry the weight that it used to. Now, I mean, it's and I hate when they use this phrasing, but billion really has become the new million. Yeah, I hate it too, and I hate you for using it. <laughs> As you should, and I appreciate <laughs> that you do. <laughs> As you were. All right. Details continue to quote leak about Britney Spears' residency at Planet Hollywood. This week, more reports on the Planet Hollywood Theater, not the production show where currently Peep Show resides, but they actually have a performing arts theater in the property. Now, that currently seats 7,500 people, but it's going to undergo a $20 million renovation and have its seating reduced to 4,500, which could put it in the market to attract the types of names that currently play at the Pearl at Palms and the Joint at Hard Rock. That is fucking epic. Can you imagine? I mean, think of the names that get attracted to those two places. They're, they're hands down next to the Coliseum considered to be, and, and they get all the major touring acts. And now, you know, especially at Hard Rock, a lot of these short-term residencies and even Palms is trying to get something like that. Can you imagine having a quality property? And I can't think of a better place to put it than at Planet Hollywood. That could be a game changer. Oh yeah, and it's I mean right there in the middle of the strip, and I mean that's that's like that's my favorite section to be. Right. I, I really hope that happens. That could be amazing. Yep. No, me too. I hope so as well. As expected, the children of the Cirque performer who passed away during the last performance of Ka were in attendance for the reopening. The show was a sellout, and apparently many of those in attendance were aware of the accident as as the show enjoyed an extended standing ovation at the end despite the removal of the final battle scene replaced by the sedated dressing ritual finale. Yeah, clearly I wrote that before I wrote the other part, so I apologize. <laughs> no, it's cool. <laughs> Vegas Shatter reported that the Orleans will raise its resort fee from $6 to $9 per day starting August 1st, but will now include in-room Wi-Fi for up to three devices. Vegas Tripping reported that due to construction at Gansvort, the escalators next to the property have been completely enclosed. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, but it makes sense when you consider that escalator is hands down the closest escalator to a property. and. Mm-hmm. They're doing some major construction on there. You don't want something falling on somebody. No, no, no debris in the eyes or things like that. That's <laughs> right. In the <laughs> Sue Happy world. <laughs> and lastly, after overwhelmingly bad fallout regarding Golden Nuggets, Fremont Street Experience fee 
they have renamed it to the downtown destination fee. Everything else is exactly the same about it. Yeah, and you can you can dress up a piece of shit as much as you want. It's still a piece of shit. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to playing Vegas. a shorter list of playing Vegas items for you this week. Uh, this week's dive-in movie, doubleheader at the Boulevard Pool at Cosmopolitan, is Lord of the Flies and Stand By Me. Doors open at 7 p.m. Admission is free to guests staying at the property. Three bucks for everybody else. Friday and Saturday, David Spade is at the Venetian. Show's going to start at 10 p.m. Tickets are 73 to $187. On Saturday, Weezer is at the Boulevard Pool at Cosmopolitan. That show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets will be $66. Also on Saturday, Wayans Brothers are performing at the Pearl at Palms. That show is set to start at 8 p.m. Tickets ranging from $50 to $82. Here's a name I haven't heard for a while. Eve Six <laughs> is at the Fremont Street Experience. Show starts at 9 p.m. Admission for that is free. And Brit Pink Floyd's Ultimate Light and Sound Experience is at Mandalay Beach. That show starts at 9 p.m. And tickets will be $36 for that. And that's going to do it for Playing Vegas. Let's move on to Vegas Deals. items on our Vegas deals segment for you this week. Vegas deals is a segment of our show where we share with you ways you can save money on your trip to Vegas and planning it or while you're there. And we've got some information about Excalibur summer escape deal. Deal is good for 10% off of retail items at the Excalibur spa, one for one drafts and tequila shots at Dick's last resort. 25% off any one purchase at kids of the kingdom or dragon's lair. And the deal is good for visits now through September 30th. Yeah. You you don't even need to add a, discounted room rate because let's be honest it's not going to get much better (laughs) (laughs) and our other deal this week is palm's twitter deal you get 20 percent off of rooms a complimentary bottle which i assume is booze but they didn't clearly address that nor did they tell you what the options are and you also get two daily breakfast buffets the deal is good now through november 30th that's it for Vegas Deals. You can check out the deals as well as any happy hours we report on the show at 360VegasDeals.com. All right, let's move on to coming attractions. This segment is brought to you by tickets.accessvegas.com. If you're going to a concert or event in Las Vegas or anywhere in the U.S., treat yourself right by grabbing great premium seats at tickets.accessvegas.com. First item on this week's list for coming attractions, the iHeartRadio Music 2013 Festival. It will be in Vegas Friday and Saturday, September 20th and 21st this year. In addition to the concerts inside MGM Grand, they will also have an outdoor event at The Lot located across the street from Luxor. Friday's performance at MGM will feature Katy Perry, Queen with Adam Lambert. Fun. fun. That's, you <laughs> is that a, yeah, it is a band. Fun. Is it fun? Really? I've never even heard of them. I know, right? Elton John, Muse, Chris Brown, and more. The shows are starting at 7 p.m. Tickets will start at about $83 and will go up, way up. 
Saturday's lot festivities, a.k.a. the Luxor Festival Grounds, uh, begin at 10 a.m. and will feature Miley Cyrus, The Wanted, Ever Levine, and Neil. Tickets will run $30 for that. And then Saturday's show at MGM will feature Justin Timberlake, Bruno Mars, Maroon 5, Kesha, 30 Seconds to Mars. And those shows will start at 7 p.m. Tickets also start at $83 for those and will go almost as high as your imagination will take you. I know, right? Listen to that lineup. No shit. Yeah, that's like your premier marquee lineup of 2013's premiere, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next, Panic at the Disco is coming to the Boulevard Pool at Cosmopolitan Friday, October 11th. Their show's going to start at 8 p.m. Tickets are going to run 37.35. The Dan Band, aka the Wedding Band in The Hangover, as among many other movies, is performing at the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay on Saturday, August 24th. That show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets will be $34. I would love to see them. You literally just quoted what I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see the day. That would be so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> MobCon 2013 is coming to Palace Station Saturday and Sunday, September 7th and 8th. Entertainment includes the chance to meet real-life mobsters like Frank Collado, Frank Calabrese, and more, as well as the law enforcement who chased them, as well as all the vendors you can imagine somehow looking to make money on the concept. You can register now for about $200. I don't get that. I just don't get it. I mean, I think I, it's great that they can all be friends now. Well, I mean, I, that's, I guess that's the interesting part to me is that, do these guys turn state's evidence? I mean, because you're openly admitting that you've done these things, and now you've got the police that were apparently chasing you hanging out here, and... Yeah, know. they're all buddies now. I mean, you know, they probably snitched and now they're cool, you know. Remember when you killed my partner? That was hilarious. Oh, my God, I was there. That's right. That was crazy. Funnier Die presents Dave Chappelle and the Flight of the Concords, uh, who are performing at the Mandalay Bay Events Center on Saturday, September 21st. That show starts at 730. Tickets will range from 65 to $150. Superstars of Magic are set to return to a downtown residency, this time at the Plaza. Starting August 12th, the shows will be nightly at 9 p.m. No word on the price of tickets at this time. However, I can't imagine it's going to be any more than like 20 bucks tops. Yeah. Stone Temple Pilots feature frontman Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park, uh, who are performing at the Fremont Street Experience on Friday, September 27th. Show starts at 9 p.m. Admission will be free for that. Uh, a few days later... Mark, you learned that this was actually not a, this was not readily available information. Right? I apparently had breaking news and had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Five Hundy shared on Twitter that the D informed him that STP is part of a three-day event of free concerts. And then on September 26th, Uncle Cracker is performing STPs on the 27th, as we just announced, and then Kid Rock on the 20th. Apparently, this is to celebrate the one-year anniversary of the D. It's so bizarre. We've never been... Well, no. In the beginning, we wanted to be, but very quickly, we decided we were We realized it wasn't practical. Yeah, we weren't going to be the breaking news people. Like, even when I learn about things, I go, oh, that's going to be great for the show. And then I see other people retweet it going, listen, if that's how you want to learn your stuff, that's fine. You know, ours is all... And it's content generated, you know, so it's like I learned something cool. I'm like, wow, it's going to be fun on the show. I don't need to fucking retweet this. It was one of those things I'm like, wait, wait a minute, nobody knew this? God damn it. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's a lot harder to break news if, oh, you're not, really if you don't have like a physical presence in the area in which Absolutely. you're covering. Well, and this was really honestly a fluke. I, I'm, a, I'm an STP fan as well. It, well, I was a Linkin Park fan until they became pussies. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, big fan of Chester Bennington and just happened to stumble across a billboard article that talked about it. I was like, holy shit, I didn't, I didn't realize. I know there were talks about it, but didn't realize he was actually going out on a tour. There were talks about an EP. And then they just happened to release, you know, a lot of tour dates that were going on. I'm like, oh, this is cool. And I'm like, wait a minute, they're going to be big. They're going to be free. It's going to be free. 
you know, just kind of went through one of those things. But I assumed yeah. everybody knew until 500 broke this. I'm like, holy shit, I actually knew something. So I was proud of myself for a moment, and then I felt like an idiot. Hey, good for you. I know, right? Hooray. Good for you. I did I did actually hurt my shoulder again, though, patting my back. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that was a, that's really, really rough work you're doing there. That's right. It's, it's, I, I deserved as much. It was a reminder. Yeah. I'm not a... <laughs> it's not my skill set. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, the 12th annual Star Trek convention will be at the Rio August 8th through the 11th. More than 80 stars from the franchise's various shows are expected to be in attendance and available to be beat up, including Shatner and George Takai. No, I'm just didn't kidding. they didn't they used to be at LVH all the time? It did. It did. Well, I remember they had that entire the the Star Trek experience. Yeah, right, right. Okay. Right, yeah, right. see I always thought that they just traditionally had it at um, LVH. You'd have to believe they did in the past. Now that, unfortunately, LVH has become the property that it that it has become, right. um, it seems like they've lost everything that, that had any value to them in the past. Right. And what I when I say when I say it in that context, I really mean they used to have it exclusively at the Las Vegas Hilton, right? Not the LVH, right? Right. You get, right. You get where I'm going with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, multiple packages are available, ranging in price from $35 to $40 for a single day, and up to preferred silver weekend passes for $329. Tickets are available at creationent.com or by touching the title of this chapter on the Enhanced Podcast. You just fondle it, and it'll take you right there. That's right. You just gently stroke it or, or tap it. Actually, it. it likes when you touch it inappropriately. It does. It does. We kind of okay. we, we kind of amuse that. Ah, fuck it. I got it. <laughs> okay. You, you sure you don't want another chance at it? No, no, I don't. <laughs> Come back to me. I have something better, though. Okay, good. Don't forget you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. No River segment this week. We're going to go right into listener feedback. Don't forget you can support the show simply by shopping at Amazon.com. All you have to do is go to the blog first, 360VegasPodcast.com, click on our Amazon banner, and then buy whatever you want. Just keep doing whatever the hell you were going to do. We get a little kickback just because you clicked on our banner. It helps support the show because this shit does cost money and... Honestly, everything you give us, it goes right back into the show anyways. I, to be honest, other than like the hosting fees and your standard you know, cost of, of just running a show like this, a lot of that money ends up going to, if not 360 Vegas Review shit, which means you're paying for my dinner. Well, <laughs> but but mostly, mostly it goes to all the... You've seen the vast library I now have of Vegas books that I'm just constantly reading and mulling over. Yeah, for I'm the actually, vintage segments. One of the concepts that I came up with early that I thought was failing was... I would read the book and just enjoy it and kind of process whatever it was, but I wouldn't write show notes on it. And then I thought sometime in the future I'd be interested in it. Well, the problem is it's been two years since I've read some of these books, and I hadn't had the desire until recently to start and reread these and make the show notes. So it's kind of like I came up with a really good idea, then I started to incredibly doubt it because I'm like, I don't want to read that shit again. And now it's been, you know, now we're two years into the show, and I'm like, I think I'm ready to read that. It's going to be a good story. Yeah, there you go. I know, right? Good stuff. I actually bought stuff on Amazon. I, I went to our, our blog, and I clicked on the banner, and I bought uh, coffee for my Keurig machine. Aww. I buy all kinds of stuff. Your support is appreciated. <laughs> and it, you know what? My support is appreciated. <laughs> In so many facets. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate my own support <laughs> of myself. As you should. <laughs> it, you require significant support. Yes, yes. It's formidable. <laughs> You're making references about my penis again, aren't you, Mark? I am, Brian. You see right through me. <laughs> <laughs> Subtlety Brendan. is lost on you, sir. 
Nothing gets past me. I'm sharp like a beach ball. <laughs> a friend of the show, James Jones, wrote to share with us his experience with the drinks to you app Palazzo uses. And James wrote, I was so hyped to try this because I really liked it in Tunica, which was at a Harris property, but I ordered a drink on this trip and after 40 minutes, never received it. I gave up and left. In fact, this trip, I ordered the drink on the machine and a waitress came by and asked if I needed anything. I told her I ordered on the machine. She took other drinks and delivered theirs prior to, to mine ever showing up. This whole system sucks with the Palazzo. I will use if I go back to Tunica, but not in Vegas until things get improved. James. I don't get why this hasn't become... You would, uh, First of all, there's a reason booze is free in Vegas. They want you to get shitty. They want you to... Make to, bad decisions. Exactly, exactly. And you would think any opportunity they have to feed you liquor faster, they would definitely do. And for some reason, they haven't properly integrated this. If you go down to Tunica, which... You know, is is a nice little getaway for us now that we live in Memphis. It's mm-hmm. they can't get you drinks fast enough. They literally can't. I, yeah. I I don't understand why this isn't working in Vegas. And the only thing I can I can assume is that it has something to do with the unions. But who fucking knows? It is disappointing yeah. to hear that it's not working out though. Mm-hmm. Next, we got an email from at Captain X Dave. He wrote, "I just wanted to give you my two cents on a few things from this week's show." With any luck, you'll remember doing last week's show. <laughs> he says, I kid, because I love... Brian, you seriously have to listen to that. I don't think I've ever listened to... Other than our vintage shows, because I listen to those all the time. I love them. Uh, I don't think I've ever listened to a weekly show as many times. I mean, Karen and I were your wedding drunk. Do you remember your wedding uh, morning? Drunk, or you, the, the, the night before your wedding? Yes. Oh, yes, of course. It's one of my most cherished memories. Brian, it was one of those. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> But let's get to Dave's email. <laughs> yeah. He mentions the toy pick of the week. Have you considered opening up the pictures to a vote by the listeners? I understand no. there's a time. <laughs> you know me well, sir. <laughs> I understand there's a timing issue, but it might help you get some sleep at night knowing ninjas aren't trying to enter your house and kill you because someone felt slighted over their picture of Adara at midday in black and white. <laughs> we, we welcome death threats. He is fantastic. You do know that we received some minor threat last week, right? No, you don't know. No, that. I, did, I did, actually, I didn't because I didn't listen to the show. Yeah, we were, we were threatened to boycott, and I, and I, I mused how... It, amazingly <laughs> flattered I would be if a death threat in the future came to me that, that our segment became so polarizing that someone wanted to kill me <laughs> Karen didn't find it funny you did that's why I knew I knew I wrote that joke for you <laughs> uh, to answer your question Brian is right I don't mind the pressure uh, it's actually fun to have uh, the problem that is we've thought about including the listeners it's but not like an STD where you just want it to go away it's something you welcome and encourage <laughs> Very, very well put, sir. <laughs> but we've shared it with the list, or we thought about sharing it with the listeners before. But um, like I've said in the past, this show is a creative outlet for me, and control is a large part of it. Which this is kind of a side comment. I can't thank, and I didn't realize it until a couple months ago. I can't thank you and Karen for understanding that this really is my passion and and just the idea that you kind of have turned all this over to me you're like yeah just do whatever the fuck you want i'll show up i'll read what you've written and i'll try and make you laugh well yeah. initially it was supposed to be very much a 50 50 thing and then that quickly turned into me being like oh shit i bit off way more than i can chew at this particular point in my life and but then i was like 
I really just need like I can't contribute what really this show needs in order you know I can't I can't hold up my end of the bargain really but the great part about that is is you and yet another one of the reasons why you're one of my best friends of all time is that you realized that the most important thing that I needed especially at that point in my life was mm -hmm. to have complete creative control over something and it fit perfectly the fact that you couldn't contribute and I wanted to do everything that I could possibly do it, it, it worked out absolutely perfectly and now we have this relationship where you and I get to continue to speak to each other and hang out with each other and you just do what I write try to make me laugh and we have a good time all the, well see day. and the thing is too is that you and I still talk about things on a high level so while you may do you know really the the heavy lifting on everything um, you, you know, you'll still come to me and say, "Hey, what do you think about this idea?" And oh, absolutely, either, absolutely. And that's and that really at this point, that's I'm more not only I'm not only happy to assist you in that manner. Uh, I feel good about still, you know, having a say over some of the content and certain things like that. So no, one hundred. It works out really well for both of us right now. Exactly, exactly. But back to back to Dave's comments. Now, while I love that our listeners enjoy what we do so much. I also wouldn't do anything I didn't have a passion about doing, and just because listeners love it, that, that wouldn't, you know, or even if it would make us a shit ton of money, it really wouldn't matter. This has really become a creative outlet for me, and that's why I'll continue to be the person behind the Twit Pick of the Week, and, and the people who help to contribute to the show will be my creative muses. They'll be the people I reach out to, to you know, when I get to a point where I'm like, I don't, I don't know where to go with this, that's when mm -hmm. I, I reach out to Karen, and I reach out to you, and, and uh, uh, I, I appreciate your your contributions in, in the manner they I'm rambling, fuck it. Uh, moving on. <laughs> the Enhanced Podcast. My vote is that I like that it's there, but I can't watch it because I don't have an iPhone, iPad, or MacBook. Although I may be getting a MacBook in the next few months, so this may be a moot point after that. You know what? There, there was a reason why I added this option to July's poll. I had a feeling some people out there would like the idea, even though they didn't have the ability to enjoy it or, or enjoy it as much as they would like to. So I appreciate you sharing that with me. Mm -hmm. And lastly, the river, Annie Up, or the last segment, whatever the hell you want to call it. I'm not sure if this overlaps your Vintage Vegas project, but do you think there would be enough movies shot in Vegas to warrant a Vegas and film segment? Or at least enough to do once a month kind of a thing? Or would anyone be interested in listening to that? I have to say, that is a really interesting idea to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I think it is too. Yeah, yeah. To, to talk about Vegas movies, review them, etc., it hasn't come on my radar as something that I'd like to do, but it is interesting. I, I honestly don't see it becoming a segment on the show, only because the majority of my time is spent writing show notes, slots, reviews, editing audio, researching and writing vintage, and I don't really have much more free time that I'm willing to dedicate for a segment on the show. I mean, as it is, I, I've had to make a point to spend time with Karen without my Mac sitting on my lap. So I, I I think it's a really good idea, and maybe maybe we will find... Maybe, maybe we can look at it for a vintage segment or something like that. Maybe exactly. we can, maybe in the future, maybe in the next six months or so, you and I can, uh, especially after I'm finishing school, which I graduate in just a few months here, uh, you and I can sit down, because I've got a, a pretty decent collection of films that have taken place in Vegas, and I'm a fan of all of them and watched them numerous times. So well, I think we can we might be able to have a conversation about that in the future. Yeah, once again, you, you literally saw exactly where I was going with this. That's exactly what I was thinking. I could totally see this at some point becoming the the focus or, or its own feature in a Vintage Vegas segment, absolutely. I don't think there's enough to really make it like a segment of each show because you'll eventually just run out. I know, agree. But. I think we, we ran into that issue with slots. Not so much mm -hmm. that there aren't enough 
to handle on a weekly basis or a monthly basis or what you know whatever but i think the amount of ones that transcend standard slots and are like wow this is a really cool idea we want to share this concept with you and i yep. think i think we would quickly run into oh and here's this movie nobody saw what do you think of this one yeah, right. Yeah, it might be something that that would be interesting for people to learn about in a vintage segment, but not something that, you know, you yeah. introduce every week. Absolutely. Just, Absolutely. Yep. And to finish up his email, he says, thanks for the show and thanks for reading my email. Next time, I will try to squeeze in the word hyperbole where I can, since you liked the word so much last time. My best <laughs> regards to you and Karen and my condolences that you had to kill Matt and bury him in the backyard. Again, I kid because I love. And again, why don't you mind your own fucking business, Dave? Because... <laughs> <laughs> what I did with Matt's body is none of your goddamn business. <laughs> it's not in the backyard. It's, it's right under the. It's under the floorboards. Exactly. It's, it's 101, Brian, right yeah. there. It's huh? the last place people ever look is John inside Wayne the house. John Wayne Gacy. You learn from those mistakes. <laughs> inside the walls, under the floorboards. Right. That's right. what you got to do. Genius. <laughs> Thanks a ton, Dave. Yeah, good stuff from Dave there. The poll. Uh, who doesn't enjoy talking about the poll? Um, <laughs> I love, I love looking at it. I love glorifying it. I love, I love sitting on it, Brian. Let's just celebrate it, <laughs> as we all should. Yeah. Uh, do you enjoy the enhanced podcast? Your options are: I enjoy the enhanced podcast. I only listen to the show, which means that you just listen to the standard feed. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't listen, but I like that it is an option. So far, I enjoy the enhanced podcast is in the lead with fifty-one percent of the vote followed by I only listen to the standard show with 49%. And no one thinks that it's just a good idea, or at least Captain X Dave hasn't gotten off of his ass to actually vote in. <laughs> right. You made the effort to, to send us an email, but God forbid you click a fucking button. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't already, you've got the month of July to share your thoughts with us on the subject via the poll. Yep. Yep. So that's going to do it for episode 98. Yeah, it's a good show. Yeah, quality. Always, yeah. always a good time spending with you, sir, especially yeah. after I give you a shit ton of uh, grief, even though you're not aware of the grief that I gave you. <laughs> I only know good things because you just talked me up real good on this show. I have no knowledge. Of, so if, if I don't, if I didn't listen to the show, it didn't happen. Right. In your world, that is that is the, uh, the atmosphere you have created. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm quite comfortable within it. So, yeah, that's going to do it for episode 98. If you'd like to take a look at any of the links and explore any of the stories a little bit further in depth uh, that were reported on this week's show, you can do that on our blog. We'll have the show notes there. That's 360VegasPodcast.com. If you'd like to email us like Captain X Dave did, uh, you can do that at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to reach out to us on social media, you can do that. We have links on the blog for that as well. And that is that. Yeah. I'll give you a little bit of a teaser for next week's show in the sense Ooh. that as soon as we're done with this, I'm about to go watch Burt Wonderstone or the the amazing Burt Wonderstone. The, yeah. Is it the amazing or the incredible? It's something like that. I think it's, it's like, the incredible. Yeah, something. Yeah. But it's I'm going to go watch it, so we'll find out if it's any good. Have you seen it? No, I was kind of, I was, I was mildly interested in it, well, which means Vegas. I can be convinced into watching it. Exactly, exactly. I mean, it, it's <laughs> Vegas and it's Steve Carell, so fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But other than that, we'll see you next week. Yeah.